Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and with me, as always, is my good, good friend who's going to need to come back with a warrant, uh, Tim. Hey, I do I do I need to come? What, what am I doing with the warrant exactly? What is a warrant, mm, Frank? What, what is a warrant? A really? warrant? Aren't we all just warrants? Aren't no, we? No, 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 I'm Tim. No, I'm not a, no. not oh, a warrant. That's no. Right. Warren Worthington the third. Frank, how are you today? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? I'm doing just fine, Frank. Just I can't fine. believe we only have about three episodes of Supergirl left after I, this. I know. When they said that at the, uh, in the trailer for next week, I was actually quite taken aback. I was yeah. quite taken aback and, and saddened. But but here we are. Here we are. Uh, no, man. It's uh, it's been it's been a great season, and it's it's uh there are some some more fun things to come and i i look forward to them but uh we have we have so much to cover that i propose we jump right in and start doing just that what say you love it let's do it jump in yeah let's jump in here so we've got some emails uh i'm going to open up the mailbag mail at supergirl tv uh is is the place to go uh for that and we have some mail now i want to start with this one this was um we kind of had some homework here um so uh this is actually a tweet that comes from us uh uh uh, at TV Supergirl, uh, Colin tweeted us, okay, help me out here, guys. You've always got good headcanon ideas. How does Kara get a woman's suit and glasses while in the middle of a fight in the prison in a cell block for men only? That's what Colin wants to know. How did she pull that off? Female guard. Female guard. Oh, okay. You went the simple route. I, I had a much more thought out. <laughs> I honestly female, female guard female guard had her civilian clothes in her locker okay i mean to me it it we always we always see like uh you know superman or supergirl switching in and out of costumes right like like they they've got the costume on underneath or whatever like and it's underneath and, it's in a little tidy pocket something like that mm-hmm. something like that you know so i i just figured it was it was something along those lines i was just so pleased that they even did that, that they even had that moment where she sort of, you know, I don't know, weaponized is probably a strong word, but she used her her uh, other identity to her advantage. Um, I found that so just hilarious and delightful and made me so giddy that I, I barely even thought about how it got there. <laughs> you know, it's true. I I didn't think about it in the time, but I'm going to like it, normally they always have it close by. Yeah. You know, so. So, but I'll go with. I mean, sure, the female guard happens to be her exact style with glasses, but you know that's that's fine. It's comic books, man. Right, comic books. Yeah. So that that's what that is being my answer. I'm going to say female guard. That is being your answer. Reference acknowledged. Um, so that, that that's good. <laughs> Daniel also emailed us about that. So so props to Daniel for for that um so uh, next i want to go to this email uh this comes from leslie uh leslie 
Leslie wrote us a very long and thoughtful email that I, I, I wish I had time to read all of it on the air because it was it was so in depth. And she talks about her whole her whole story of, you know, how she uh, found Supergirl and how she fell in love with it and all this stuff. But I'll, I'll, I'll kind of hit the, the high points. Um, she's responding to our call for um, people to sort of rank their favorite DC CW shows. And she talks about being a you know quintessential uh, fan of of the character and you know loving the show when it was on CBS and then not finding out about it till it hit CW and uh, a little bit later and you know not realizing it, it changed stations and all this stuff. Um, her her big uh, gripe here is that um, the hiatuses are often too long and that um, the writing of Supergirl on the crossovers. Uh, isn't the way she'd like it to be. She feels like in Invasion, Oliver kind of sidelined her, and then in Crisis on Earth X, she spends most of her time lying in a hospital bed. Um, but then, um, you know, at least the Overgirl stuff was really good. And she boils it all down uh, to this. Um, she she feels like, ultimately, um, the the other shows, you know, spend a lot of time um, even in the crossovers, building out the characters, but Supergirl kind of gets kind of gets shafted in, in a lot of the crossovers. Um, she does say that she thinks that she thinks Supergirl should have more um, ingenious storylines than simply bringing Superman and his villains to Supergirl. Uh, she wants to see more originality. You know, John Cryer was great, but she'd love to see some more um, original stuff. So, having said all the above, I think the writers on Legends, Krypton, Titans, and Doom Patrol, she's pulling in the other shows too, um, have generally written some exciting episodes, and I want the same for Supergirl. I think the show and its faithful fans deserve it wow okay a lot of thoughts a lot of thoughts there a lot of thoughts um i think with the with the super with the superman villains i think part of the problem is that like supergirl doesn't really have a rogues gallery to pull from yeah not a well-known one anyway no and i honestly i think some a lot of the characters that are in her rogues gallery we've we've pretty much already seen uh, and they're pretty much shared amongst all of the super family, just kind of like, say, like the Robins and st- or like don't really have their own villains. They all use the Batman villains. You sure. know, it's all part of the sure. same family. But I think you're hitting with by doing that by like, say, like, let's make some new ones for the television, like for a television show. You are then, say, like alienating a crowd where they say, like, oh, but I want to see the people that I already know on the screen. Why are you making new ones? Or why are you, say, like get, making a character called Deathstroke, but he has the powers of Magneto at Lois and Clark? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. So I'm not sure, it, like, how much it works and how much it doesn't because some of the say like the stories that we're seeing even though there might be characters that belong to like are more associated with other dc heroes whether it's superman or not their new stories involving those characters like we've never seen this story with lex Luthor before this is pure original to supergirl or agent liberty who is generally not a you know confined to just superman or whatever I see what you're saying. So even though this these are not original characters, these are original storylines using these characters. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm not so there are just there are two modes of like both there are pros and cons to to, to each to each side. That's right. Uh yeah. So I don't know, people will always be like why are you making something new if there's like some, like a character like that that already exists? But on the same frame, sometimes some of the 
sometimes in creating something new say like what if somebody said that about like harley quinn or something like that in batman the anime series then you never get harley quinn because like oh there's joker's already had you know a sidekick in a comic that one sure. time use her so so there are pros and cons to each side yeah, where do you I see where that. do you where do you fall? I think I agree with you. I mean, I I think that you know, yeah, you do want to see some originality and you want to see some pushing of the of the limits. You want to see new characters, um, uh, but but it is it is fun to go back to the well sometimes, you know, and and dust off and say, you know, I have a take on this character um, that I think people would enjoy, and so uh, especially especially when you're bringing, I I don't always necessarily think of Lex Luthor as a Superman character. I mean, he obviously is, but he's also a prestige DC character. And by mm. giving this show access to Lex Luthor, one of the premier prestige DC villains, that says a lot about the um, respect that, that DC has for the show. You know, they there are probably characters pitched to be in the show that get denied that we never find out about because DC was like, no, you just can't have, you can't have them. You just can't have them. Um, and the fact that they said, okay, um, to this, you know, shows a, a level of investment and, um, appreciation for, for what this show is about. So to me, it's a, it's a sign that, you know, the show is getting sort of the respect it deserves. So that's, that's my, that's my feeling. Yeah. I, 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 Absolutely, I agree with that. If you only allow like C and D villains, then maybe comic fans like us go, "All right, like, like oh, okay. I get it." But oh, that's really that's like that's a bummer. Po- Polka Dot Man, that's going to be our season long villain here. Right. That's that's what we're that's what we're pulling with. But to like give a prestige villain like that, I mean, like even Gotham just wrapped up, they weren't like, allowed to say the Joker. Or to have that character have green hair, or you know things like that, and like that's a show about Batman, like, and they couldn't use the Batman, like the main Batman villain ever, weren't allowed, and so even when they were there, it would be like having Lex Luthor show up and be like, oh, this is Lenny Luthor, you know? So, well, I mean, it is Lenny Luthor, but you know what I mean. Uh, So, um, so I think that's it. That's it. That's a great point. I forgot what some of the other things in the email that so, that said though, so I I can't respond to them. That that was I think the main the main thing for us to respond to, and so I I, I want to say thanks uh, to to Leslie to everybody who emailed us to speak to David to Colin uh, for their for their thoughts. Um, thanks to all of you. We love you guys so much. So thank you for your emails at Supergirl TV Talk uh, mail at Supergirl TV Talk dot com or at TV Supergirl on Twitter. I also want to say thanks to our friends over at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio who get all kinds of uh, cool extras like Supergirl TV Talk first reactions and early and unedited episodes of Beer with Geeks uh, and early episodes of Academy Rewind and Read Up and our other podcasts, early access to things, special things that only they get uh, for as little as a buck a month because they love our shows and they um, are kind enough to support us with um, with a donation uh, every every so often. So. If that's something you want to do, if you want to support us too, if you want to make these uh, podcasts, you know, keep happening and and help us uh, as we, you know, uh, podcasts are not are not free to create. They're free to listen to, but they're not free to create. And uh, we love doing it. Uh, and so when when you give us your support, you make it easier for us to keep giving you the uh, the shows you enjoy. So um, thanks to everyone who does that. We love you so much. Check it out over at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. If you think that's something you might want to might want to do. Thanks very much. All right. 
Where shall we go, Captain? We are going to the great outdoors, I guess, because why not? Right? It's nice outside. Okay. So, Frank, I... Frank, as in last week, I think this was a strong episode. Uh, by the way, this is um, episode 19 of season four entitled American Dreamer, which is great because they used American Woman later. That was a good bit. American sure Dreamer, American Woman, which is great because she's only half American. <laughs> American Woman. Anyway, um, premiere on April 29th, 2019, directed by the great David Harewood. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. The Martian Manhunter, written by Daniel Beatty and Jess Cardos, a story by Dana Horgan. So some all time, some all time goods in the writer's room. That's right. Over at Supergirl. So this episode was, say, you know what? I think I got almost like spoiled with the I uh, I got spoiled with the amount of um like stuff to talk about in some of the other episodes. This oh, season, okay, and so like now that they're almost back to like uh, you know like everyone we're continuing the story, we're in the middle of it. You know, it's not like a new, when they start like a new story arc in the middle of a of the season. That's when all the new themes like come out to play, and now we're kind of in the middle of them. That's so right. We're in the we're in middle chapters, so I don't have tons to say this episode. Um, so I actually want to start with that was a good bit. Uh, Ooh, just because okay. just, just that was a good bit because I really only had like two good bits and the rest of them really wrapped into the episode or to the themes. Uh, I thought that like the story and the acting were stronger, but as opposed to like just, oh, that I enjoyed that little fun thing. I only have two of them. One speed typing right at the beginning. I love, yes. I love the super family using their superpowers as everybody normally would like i'm going to use it to shave and i'm going to do my chores really fast i love and mundane use of superpowers absolutely yeah, it's one of the best and, and speed typing is is up there in one of my it, it it is it is up there in how uh in in how i would use my powers so it's a i love classic too mm-hmm. it's a classic classic use of a of a superpower in a mundane way so i i'm with you 1000 percent on that one one of my favorite versions of speed typing is in lois and clark the new adventures of superman into which clark is speed typing his thing and the it it overheats the laptop and so he has to like get the town he has to i think it's in the pilot Uh, it's a great little (sighs) moment because that's probably more accurate than anything else and and so it would overheat the keyboard so I, i enjoyed that uh, that show me, did the mundane superpowers better than any other superpower property I've ever seen. I agree. Even just in the pilot, just like him like walking around like his ceiling because he's bored, just like with the turntail. Iconic the to me. Iconic. It, it, truly. Truly. Frank, give me a good bit. Uh, well, American American Woman uh, was, was a big one for me, actually. Um, I love I love the way that they, they, they use Lately, they've been using some more like popular music in the show, and it's it's actually made me very happy because um, they they haven't done that a whole lot until recently. But that was one for me. Um, I'm also quite. I, I was very very happy just with the, like the Daily Planet mention that we got. 
Um, uh, Frank, I was saving that for Professor Comics Corner. Okay. What are you doing okay, okay. here? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. That was short-sighted of me. Sure. It's okay. Well, we can do Professor Comics Corner at the same time. It's okay. It's right. <laughs> a joint a joint meeting of uh, that was a good bit in Professor Comics Corner at once? Can I, it be? I mean, I mean, truly, I don't have it. I mean, the only Professor Comics Corner moment I truly have is the Daily Planet. Okay. So... Yeah, so it was go. fun to see the interest of the Daily Planet. Catco is flashier. Surprised? Not me. Not really. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Knowing what we know about Cat. Yes. And then James afterward. You know, James loves loves the Flash, loves looking right. good. So I guess he also loves the Flash, Barry Allen. Hey. Hey. Second good bit. I like the shape of Dreamer's powers. The spirals and things like that. That's it was very very cool. She's really gotten a handle on her the like physical side of her powers. You know this the psychic projections, and I like how the show is manifesting them. I think it looks cool, and it's very different than just like oh here's an energy beam and mm-hmm. here's a th-. you know it's something fun. It is. It really is fun. It, like it, it slinky. is. It, it's not like anything. Yeah, it is kind of. It's not like anything I've really seen in a show like this. Not really. No. I mean, I'm sure there's something along the way, maybe. But either way, I I very much enjoy it. I love that, and I liked uh, the mind palace of this episode. Yes, the mind palace. Mind palace. Sherlock yeah. reference. Good old Sherlock reference, which I was oddly talking about today before i watched this episode so how how fortuitous how fortuitous do you have any more good bits frank otherwise in in good bits no i think i think oh well yeah no i don't think so these are mostly storytime village things now that i'm uh i'm looking through them yeah i love that the haranel has an app now yeah, that's nice. Isn't that nice? You know, yeah. we're, we're expanding into the 21st century. Yeah. Oh, you know what was great? Seriously? You were a hologram the whole time? Oh, that that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I'm, I love Brainy. I like, do, too. Yeah, Brainy's great. And I think Nia makes Brainy great, if that makes if that makes any lick of sense. It makes a ton of sense, and I, I agree with you, yeah. Uh, it makes so much sense. I know. I, I'm, a, I'm a sense maker, Frank. You are. Like you take, are. You're a I like taste to take maker dollar and bills and make sense out of them. Okay, here are your quarters. <laughs> okay. You're a dad joke maker is what you are. I truly, truly am. I'm not even a Faja. Nothing. No. Nope. All right. Don't have so, to be. So I have two I have two themes that I kind of want to work in here. One of them is that repressed memories lead to mending ties. You know, that's very good. You know. You know, this mm. is a spot on that tie. We gotta we gotta clean it up. And then um, finding alternate paths, you know, like what is your alternate path? And okay. this this works on many levels in this. It works on many levels inside this episode. So I'm actually just going to let's do the repressed memories lead to mending ties first, because one it's James and Kelly, you know, yes. because James is suffering from PTSD. And we discover through the course of the episode that it's not just about. It's not just about getting shot, where I was like, aha, I like that Brady's like, aha, so it's actually not about Lex Luthor at all. It's about your father that all of this stems back to. And, you know, like James and Kelly in some ways have been a little bit at odds with one another. And we discover that it's because 
James wasn't there at his father's funeral because he was locked in the bathroom of a diner, which is mm-hmm. so strange and so mm-hmm. odd. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mentioned before, I do believe, also, um, it, it rang semi-true to me. So anyway, uh, that he had missed that he had missed his father's funeral. And so James kind of needs Kelly to guide him through his own mind palace. So it's really this nice like relationship saying, like, their brother and sister, they actually need one another to rely on one another. And I really enjoyed all of that. That it's like a James subconscious is telling him that he needs his sister around. Yeah. That's Therefore right. also telling the audience that we need her around for all of next season, you know? Right? right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they, I mean, they've been telling us that, uh, pretty clearly with her relationship with, uh, Alex, Alex, too. Mm-hmm. And watching that flourish more, even in this episode, uh, they're making it pretty clear that she's not going anywhere. And I am very excited about that. Do you feel that they're they're kind of ham fisting her relationship with Alex right now? Not that it like has any like romantic ties to it just yet, but Alex being like, we're a lot of like winks to audience. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not subtle, uh, uh, but but I I feel like there there are so many fans of Alex specifically who just really want her to be happy again after after she I want lost her to be Maggie. happy again yeah I, I mean yeah we all do but there are so many people in particular who specifically feel that pain of I want Alex's happiness um in a very very real way and like that's what they want more than anything mm-hmm. in the show mm-hmm. um almost you know for some people more than than Kara so I am glad that they are getting that. And I think that for those people, the, the reaction I'm seeing from the fan community seems to be, a, a, you know, a one of, of uh, being glad that she's, she's finally getting that, that happiness that she deserves. I am glad to hear <laughs> to it. Hear it. <laughs> <laughs> we have referenced that way more time, more times on, on way more podcasts than it probably deserves. <laughs> Uh, not even probably that it definitely deserves. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, know. Uh, I don't know why that's the thing that keeps coming back. But anyway, Spider Man Two. The other, it's really the importance of being earnest, but it is Spider Man Two. Yeah, but truly. we're referencing Spider Man Spider Man Two. But we, but if we wanted to be highbrow about it, we could say we're referencing the importance of being earnest. Yep. So, um. The other repressed memories leading to many ties, not really repressed memories, it's more about repression, like repression of truth, which is actually really more what rep- this is. James is repressing the truth in his subconscious. Yep. So that also leads to Lena and Kara. Lena is repressing the truth from Kara that she like actually helped her brother like with his science stuff, trying to help him cure his cancer. And Lena just broke down and told Kara because you know Kara's been distant and you know like Supergirl's been helping me but my best friend isn't you know like what is all that about and things things like that and so I so for Alina to break down and it's like you must think I'm a monster and blah 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 and Kara's like no 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 helping family is more important no matter who they are and I I think she was supposed to be earnest um, because it's important but I don't. <laughs> uh, I you sorry, you couldn't monster. Help, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I th- I think she was supposed to be very earnest in that moment. It didn't feel earnest though, if that makes sense. Mm, like her forgiveness okay. of Lena telling her, like it, 
Like she, it felt like her face, like the close up on her face, like made it feel like she was still processing this and she was telling Lena these things to make her feel better. But she's not totally over what the information she just got from Lena because mm, okay. it has bigger implications for Supergirl than it does for Kara. Sure. So that's, I, I see that. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense, actually. That's a good. Yeah. Well, that's why I like this podcast, Frank, because like I write notes down like my only note for that is Lena and Kara. I didn't write any like I had to like process it out with you to that's like funny. get to the point that I'm trying to make because I knew it was somewhere in my brain, much like the repression James has in his own brain. Hey. hey, look what I did. Look what I did. So so let's talk about these finding alternate paths, you know, like whatever that means, following alternate paths to resistance or to helping people or whatever and so Kara is putting herself as a reporter first right you know being being a reporter investigating Ameritech leads her to Sebastian Melmoth Sebastian Melmoth and I was so proud of myself because I knew what that was and I was like bloop 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 writing it in my notes bloop 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 and then the episode at the end was like oh Oscar Wilde blah 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 and I just threw like, my, oh. I just like threw all my papers in the air like <laughs> well then why do I know this stuff uh, why well what I can say uh, my additional thing so um, Oscar Wilde that was like his like pseudonym basically that he wrote like during his years of exile and impoverishment and stuff like that so but uh, towards the end of his life, he got the name from St. Sebastian and a character from uh, um, from a uh, what do you call it? a play called Melmoth the Wanderer, oh. uh, which is about a guy that sells a scholar. No less. I shouldn't even say a guy. A scholar sells his soul to the devil in exchange for 150 extra years of life. Oh, wow. And then he. Uh, travels the world searching for somebody to take over that pact. Like oh. I, I asked for 150 years, and I want to search for somebody to take over for me. What? You're what other work of literature me. does that remind me of? The Wandering Jew. I don't know. Faust. Like what? What? What's it's a little. Fa- it's a little. It's a little Faustian. Faust sells his soul to the devil. Okay. Um, and then he tries to get out of it, and then he gets dragged to hell. Sure. Okay. That yeah. It's a little. Fa- it's a little Faust. Yeah, cool. But this one I like because, well, I mean, Faust was also a scholar technically, but I like this idea of like making a pact with the devil and then trying to worm your way out of it. That's very Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, finding a way can out, out of having it. the hubris to think you can outsmart, you know, the devil. Yeah, that's right. And so, yeah. what I've said before on this podcast, Frank, is that I think Lex Luthor's going to die, and Melmoth, Sebastian Melmoth, is just another. Like, I think it's just more ammunition for my theory. You know, oh, this guy who, like, sells his soul to the devil, whatever that is for, for Lex, and then searching for somebody to take over for him, Lena. He's trying to set her up to, you know, like, uh, you know, he, he's only cruel to her to support her. So she, like, does the things that he wants her to do. And, you know, in all the stuff, he's trying to set her up as the next him, really. Right, right. That's what he ultimately wants for her. And because he maybe is die, still going to die, who's who knows? Um, I, I lost my second. Oh, but then Frank as uh, not Frank uh, Lex as an Oscar Wilde figure in its own way. This again, uh, this man who Oscar Wilde, uh, you know, 
um, I obviously, you know, the, the Portrait of Dorian Gray, your favorite book. You know, we've talked about it on Beer with Geek oh, before. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, we talked about know, how much I love that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this guy who, uh, you know, Dorian Gray, who basically meets the devil and the devil basically has him like paint, like have this picture painted. You know, like, and all the terrible things that Dorian Gray does, like, get projected on the the picture instead of onto himself. So he just stays young over and over and over again. It all, like, it all kind of ties together between Lex's, like, giving himself cancer to be cured, to have the Harrenel running through a system that's sure. driving. Yes, yes. Like, and that's driving James crazy. So is it also driving Lex crazy? Mm. Right? Yeah, that's you right. Know, this is yeah, something that, that we haven't really been able up. to explore yet. Yeah, so there's there's a lot there's a lot to unpack just with that name, and I really enjoyed that. But the show took it all away from me because it <sighs> said it. I mean, it didn't. We just had a, a very nice conversation in which you listened to me talk. But you know, it's all good. I, I and I appreciate that. I really do. Um, yeah, I, I so so let's talk about the let's talk about um, James and like cause that, what you just brought up there of James and and. Uh, Lex and the you know similarities and how they both reacted there um and in particular I want to talk about James's flashbacks um and the idea of how they've done flashbacks this season on this show because uh, they they there this has been a very flashback heavy um a very flashback heavy yeah. season mm-hmm. where we Boy, have, hasn't it yeah, I mean, we had the look back on Ben Lockwood and how he got here. We had to look back on Lex and how he got here. Um, and and now we even had, I mean, by way of and the Lex Red, flashback. And Red Daughter. Like, and really. Red Daughter, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, right, with the Lex one. And, and also by way of Lex's flashbacks, we had Lena um, and, and how she got here. And, and Eve and, you know, Otis, like all these flashbacks. And now it's James's turn. And I thought it was done really, really beautifully and really, really well. And and they've been looking back at the last couple episodes, James and his, his issues and his PTSD and how he's mm-hmm. struggling with it. And to see the roots of some of his issues going back all the way to his childhood was really, really, I mean beautifully done like really mm-hmm. really well done i thought I, I thought that was just outstanding i agree and i i said last week that mccod was really he like really ramped it up a notch and he continues to ramp it like he really pulling out all the pulling out all the stops maybe the the james vitriol has like caught up to them you know a little bit oh. and they have to like give us like you know, James Olsen should be a beloved character. He's freaking Jimmy Olsen, you right. know? And so, like, and I think we spent, he spent so much time as a supporting player to everybody else. It's nice to really give him some meat, you know, for yeah. his giant, giant bones. What a tall, <laughs> tall man. Tall, so, uh, tall man. Big man. Tall, tall, big man. Yeah, I, the, the flashbacks... I liked the way that it wasn't like, um, I don't know what, like super trippy, if that makes sense. Like, you're like, oh, you're subconscious. It's so loopy and strange. And look in all the MC Ector like staircases and things oh, like right, that. Right. You know, like I enjoyed almost the straightforwardness of it, but it was just trippy enough where like he was in the casket the whole time. And right, blah, blah, right. Blah. Yeah. 
I enjoyed that. Uh, how heartbreaking, man! When she realizes Kelly realizes that she was right there, and and you know and and couldn't help him, and that that she's been like blaming him all these years for not having been there, um, and she realizes you know what it was all really about. How heartbreaking mm-hmm. was that moment? Truly, and I, they have great chemistry together. They do. Mm-hmm. They she, feel like siblings. They do, and that's that's difficult considering they probably just started working with one another, really. Right. So, yeah, props all around. Kara decides to turn her expose about Lex into a piece about Dreamer. You know, this hero amongst aliens. This is probably the kind of the apex of the show. This is the crescendo into which it almost reminds you of like Kara's first interview. Yes. Yeah. It had, it had a real like shades of that and where everyone just gathers around where dreamer is very authentically herself in a mask, but still authentically herself because she talks about, she literally says the best gift we can give each other is our authentic selves. And I very much yep. enjoyed that, you know, and she's sick of feeling hopeless and, you know, we don't have to wait for a new day. We are the new day, you know, like she's very, art, very articulate. She's very wise for her age. She is very wise, you know, in her years. Yeah. And the things that she loves, you know, she's a, what did she say? She's a Hufflepuff and a Stark and, you know, like. Yeah. You know, uh, on that note, um, it made me think, um, it made me worry a little bit, frankly. Um, she gave a lot of information about herself. Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. It made me worry. Uh, will Lockwood use that to figure out who she actually is? And I mean, it's, and... it's it's possible, but I'm gonna say no, based on something that we saw in the trailer. Mm. It's all I'm gonna oh, say no. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know you're okay. Yep. Yeah, but either way, speaking of that though, uh, that battle sequence inside Catco pretty spectacular. Oh, I love speaking of alternative paths, Kari like secretly battling super fast but like also like using the coat where she like put on the guy and then like super sped him fast into her and then he like flew away that was really cool it was some that was fun choreography Mm -hmm. it really was it was fun to watch and i am not one for choreography normally but i actually really enjoyed that too yeah you hate dancing Uh, yeah with or without the stars indeed (laughs) so i very and I, I I also very much enjoyed um James, you know, unless you're gonna like breaking Lockwood's hand and he's you know, like unless you're gonna rewrite the constitution, get out now. You know, like yeah. this is this is my office. That was powerful too. It was powerful. It was very fun. I liked it very, very much. Um so going going back to Dreamer, you know, she has this like Brainy and Dreamer are kind of like, okay, so Car is not doing a thing right now, so we're going to do a thing. You know, like, we're going to be the ones to to kind of ramp this up. And Dreamer, in a very short time, has come into her own, where she, like, you know, like you really thought, like, her taking out the thugs at the bar, wow, cool. Like, yeah. that could have gone in a drastically different direction. Yeah. Easily and tragically. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, she learned her lesson... You know, in a, she learned her lesson in a lot of ways that, you know, like, just beating them isn't really going to do yeah. anything. It was very embarrassing for her when she entered the bar, not realizing that it was a kind of like a refugee site. And she was like, oh, you guys are in for it now. What's happening, children? What's hap- what, what is what is happening at this bar? Yeah. 
yeah, that was like how embarrassing for you. Uh, but but it was it was cool to see the cantina bar being used that way. Um, that that you know it's it's now this refuge, this haven uh, for these refugees who who need it. As much yes. as Nia kind of mm-hmm. messed up the delivery there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. She's learning. She's learning still. Right. And oh, oh, uh, what I thought was really interesting about this episode is that we, we were given really the first kind of, not introduction, but like real inside look at Lockwood's son, George. Yeah. Who's having a real crisis of conscience about like what his dad is doing. Like literally asks his dad, like his mom, like, is this like, is what is dad doing right? And she's like, yes. Oh, pish like, posh. Your father is, your father is protecting us. He is an amazing person. He looks He's so good in ties and coats. You shut up about, you know, your dad not being a hero. Yeah, George, your dad's not dead. He's dead <laughs> to me. Yeah. You remember yeah, Stuart no, from Mad TV? Yeah, it's it's that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, Mad TV. That's a throwback. I know. Yeah, it's a blast from the past. It um, is, but yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely. That's that's. Um, it was really cool, and and they're setting up what might be, you know, father versus son at some point, like uh, in, at least ideologically. Um, right. Well, George throwing the ancient Liberty mask away is like he's completely rejecting his father at that yeah. moment because the, yeah. the mask is a symbol of his father. He is completely he is completely abandoning that. But how is he going to react to his mommy being murdered by an alien is the real question. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. That That could change some things. I want to talk about a powerful scene. Like, woof. Oh. The, his anger is righteous. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Truly. Yeah. I. So I just the inside family dynamic. I almost wish that like I had more of this earlier in the show, you know, because like Lockwood got dropped for a little while and it's like coming. But and so. I like it, but I like. I wish I saw this a little bit earlier to sow the seeds. Because now George is like, you know, he's like, oh no, I'm actually your friend. I'm gonna here to help you, my friend who is an alien. You know, so yeah. you know, we'll see where the rest of it, where rest of it goes. And so he's taking, you know, his alternate, his alternate paths. Right. Uh, that's one of the that's one of the storylines I'm most interested in, most invested in is George's storyline. So I, I'm very, 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 very eager to see where they take that next. Yeah. And then we have Lena and Alex, you know, attempting to cure James. We've talked about a little bit, you know, and so because he's whether they cure him of what's happening or what's not happening, he's going to have superpowers, it seems. Yeah. And so that's something he's going to have to deal with. It feels like something that maybe won't be as permanent as the show wants us to believe that it is. But I'm curious where it's going because now he's guardian, but bigger. You know what I mean? Like. I don't yeah. know. And with like heat vision and like with like Supergirl's powers. Um right. Or at least some of them. So like that's that's pretty major. That's pretty major mm-hmm. for Guardian. Hugely. Hugely. Huge. Anyway, so there's all of that happening and then finally there's Jean in the desert of Taz on Mars. And he has gone there. And what happens? Like, I just... The Cave of Wonders. Uh, basically, 
basically he like restarts Mars, makes Mars into a living planet with his dad as like the the supreme being of the planet, the the soul and and heart and mind of the planet. I don't know what's happening. Just explain it to me. Uh, I, I would that I could. Um, yeah that 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 seems to be what's what's happening is that he's uh, yeah he's he's re- I mean is he gonna like re try to re establish Martian civilization? Um, uh, I don't think so. But like his whole point, like his whole arc, this bit is like he tried to be the fa- the man that his father wanted him to be this man of yep. peace this, you know but like that's not exactly what his dad meant you know like be yourself blah 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 as you know as dreamer says earlier you know be your authentic self is the best gift that anybody can give you that's kind of the you know some of it that's been the running theme of this season you know like aliens don't don't hide be your authentic self you know Sean be your authentic self Kara be both the reporter and the superhero you know it's just like this is what everybody's been kind of what everybody's been going through sure so so for jean to you know to plop down to go back to mars and he said you know like i can't be the keeper of our civilization anymore the last one but mars itself can be its its keeper that's an interesting concept um and I want to know a little bit more about it. I think it it was shot very well. David Harewood paid particular attention to the scenes that he was, yeah, the scene that he was in. Um, it's so you know, it's actually it's so funny when like Martian Manhunter was like on the Mars and he was holding the staff and he like put it down and it swirled, big head. All I could think about was all I thought was like, give me more of this all the time. Like, I know, seriously. Yeah, give me, give me, give me. Give me more of this, like really, almost like, like high sci-fi concept. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is highbrow sci-fi. Yes. You know, living planets and sacred rituals, and you know, it's love that stuff. It's it. You know, it, it sort of verges on the Green Lantern type of stuff with living planets and and all that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Well, Frank, that's all I really have for this. That's all I really have for this episode. Um, I think like last week's episode, it was a very concise episode. They've been very good at like we're winding down as the season goes, so we don't want to add too many things. They have to start wrapping up things. So, uh, in as far as that way is as far as that way goes, I think, I think the real winner of this episode is Nia Nall, who is you know she does some hero stuff, but really her her interview with Kara is is really great you know she not only says like i'm only not just an alien like i'm part alien you know like my mom is an alien but my dad is this and i'm a trans woman you know like there's a lot happening here yeah yeah and so she came out to the whole world right in that moment um i love that Kara can can give her that moment you know give her that opportunity to to be um an inspiration and a role model to so many i love that this episode gave us that, um, you know, Kara, Kara comes to the realization that the most important part of being a hero is inspiring hope. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's talked about that before. We've, we've seen that explored before in this show, but I feel like that more than anything, very concisely summarizes sort of the philosophy of this whole show. Inspiring mm-hmm. hope is the most important part of being a hero. Yeah, that's that's what this show's like ethos is all about. And that's what Kara is all about is she is 
she is there as a be- beacon of hope and inspiration to the planet, to national city, to everyone. And I really feel like they really, really, in one line and, and with one set of actions, she was a hero. Kara was a hero, even without ever putting on the cape in this episode. Yep. She she elevated Nia and and let her, you know, take the reins. But Kara was acting heroic also. Um so I, 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 even when she's not wearing the suit, she is still being a hero. And I love that she is exploring journalism. You know, we got to see her being her best mm-hmm. as a journalist in this episode, right? Like being a really good investigative reporter, tracking down clues, getting, you know, getting closer and closer to, um, to the truth. I, that was so great to watch because how often do we get a whole episode of that of her just being a reporter like she usually ends up being Supergirl at some point so her putting Supergirl to the side for a minute here gave us that and that made me so happy as a Superman fan and you know somebody who's loved Clark Kent and the Daily Planet and all of the that that stuff for so long to see Cara Danvers you know ace reporter being her best and knowing when to dig into the toolbox and when to use the cape and when to use the pen. Um, these last couple episodes has really, really made me happy and really, um, I, I think I said it last week, but we're seeing some major growth here for Kara that I think if they're doing this right, we'll have to have major implications for the rest of the series. This has to change her and have has to make her realize when, when to use each of those um, identities and how to best use them for whatever problem is in, in front of her. Yep, I agree. And characters always backtrack a little bit in, on television shows. You know, like they learn a lesson, but they have to kind of relearn a lesson. But isn't yeah, that of tr- course, isn't that true for all of us? You know, like absolutely right. Like you don't make one mistake and be like, "Well, I can never make mistakes again." I learned my lesson that one time. Like that doesn't happen. So no. you tend to, if anything, you tend to remake the same mistakes over and over and over again because that's part of who you are. That's so, life. That is life, baby. That's life. So. Frank, why don't you tell us where all the people can find us before we tar- we do trailer TV talk? Yeah, we're going to get into some spoilers and speculation and, and talk about the trailer for next week's episode. But before we do that, uh, let's thank all of our friends uh, who support us on Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. You can also find the show at uh, SupergirlTVTalk.com, at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. You'll find other shows um, like Beer with Geeks uh, and uh, Read Up and Academy Rewind and Metropolis Podcast and Batwoman TV Talk and a whole slew of other amazing shows. Uh, over at thoughtbubbleaudio.com you can find this show at tv supergirl on twitter at supergirl tv talk on instagram uh you'll find us on all the podcast apps uh google overcast uh, apple podcasts spotify whatever you do wherever you listen you'll find this and wherever you listen please leave us a rating or a review it means so much and helps people find us uh and it just keeps keeps our community of fans growing so send us your feedback tell a friend support us in whatever way you can thank you so much for listening Wow, that was so good. So you're so good at your job, Frank. Oh, Frank, thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Trailer TV talk. This is what happens yeah. in the trailer. Frank, Guardian, and Dreamer team up. Guardian without his helmet, though. So you know, James, like, because he's out to the world, so he doesn't have to wear the helmet anymore. Also, because he has superpowers. I was gonna say, yeah, he kind of he's kind of invulnerable now. So right, and he, you know, team up against uh, Agent Liberty, who also has some superpowers. So getting some superpower beatdown, and this is why I think that. I don't know if Agent Liberty is going to use the information that that Dreamer put out there to find her because they're like there they are. 
you know, they go confront each are. other. Yeah. So, so I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the direction they're going. However, well, so I, I, so I, I, I see that, but I also see an opportunity for him if he wants to, like he, like, yeah, like he's standing right in front of her, sure, but also like if he wants to catch her unawares, if he wants to use, uh, her like family or friends against her, you know, that 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 kind of a thing is, mm-hmm. is 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 still possible and and frankly still scares me for her. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I just thought of something. So George tells his friend, you know, like, yes, whatever you need, I'm going to be here for I'm you, here even for though you, you're an yeah. alien. But it's his mom that kills his mom. So it's his friend's mom. Oh, yeah. Who, who kills his mom. That's crazy. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. Also, your mom killed my mom. Like, Ooh. that's going to get. That's, that's going to get big. I just connected that. That just got that story just got way better. All of yeah, a sudden. you know what? It really did. It really did because that actually completely changes the way that I look at that story now. Because now it doesn't feel so much as of a story of a son like realizing that his father is not the hero he thought he was. Now it's going to make him double down and be like, "No, dad was right." Mm-hmm. And these, you know, these roaches need to be stopped. Yeah. Who? How tragic. All right. So anyway, so Lena and Kara working together. They're going to Kaznia. You know, maybe. You know, that's what we found out this episode. I'm Car- excited for that, man. Me I'm excited too. for Kaznia. Me too. Kara interviews the president inside the Oval Office, you know, and she asks him, you know, like, hey, is that, is that kryptonite over there? What's that? I'm, What's that right there? Hmm? I'm feeling okay. So is it kryptonite? You know, not giving away my my powers, you know, my secret dinner or anything. Uh, and then finally, Miss Tessmacher has powers. With a real Tessmacher, please stand up. And there's multiple Miss Tessmachers. She's multiple man. She's other heroes who split themselves into many people. She's Doctor Strange in Infinity War that one time. So, yeah. So I'm looking for next week. Looks actually, I couldn't like I said, only three episodes left. I'm like, is this all one episode or is this multiple? But I, I think it's all one episode. I think so. They usually tell us when it's not. They usually will say mm-hmm. like In the this next season three. on Supergirl, or whatever. That's true. So I am jazzed for the next couple of weeks. So it looks like there's going to be some really great episodes heading down the pipeline. Might even call it jazzercised. <gasps> I'm jazz four sized. That's not right. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited for Will the Real uh, Miss Tessmacher. Please stand up because it looks amazing. Please stand um, up. Please and I hope that this up. time, you know, I hope that this time it actually is an episode about Miss Tessmacher, like 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 the mm. title says, rather than last time where they said it was going to be all about Eve and then it was barely about Eve. Yeah. Barely about Eve wasn't as good of a title though, so they went for <laughs> they went with the obvious one. Oh, but if it's barely about Eve, why 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 is that the name of the title? You know, there's something about Mary, maybe. <laughs> you know, sure. Doesn't something have about the Eve. Sa- doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, no, so, not quite. You're right. You're right. No, there's maybe something about Mary. Oh, really? Oh, all right. I guess <laughs> if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. So anyway, so Frank, this has been a, a marvelous time. It's always a joy talking to you. Yes, sir. All right. Well, then, until next time. Up, up, and away.